right, everybody, welcome into the final preseason episode of Eagles Enemies for the 2021 season. It's your boy KB coming at you from Underground Studios and joining me, first time guests on Eagles Enemies, the first podcast duo, podcast co hosts on the show at the same damn time, John and Alex from Knicks, Jets, etc. What is going on, guys? Let's go. Let's get it. Yo, what up, Kyle? We're doing good, man. Well, I'm doing good. I don't know how John's doing today. He's uh-huh. in a totally different state, uh, chilling, you know. He's, uh, he's, he's you know, coming off a nice high after a Yankees uh, Yankees uh, spree. We got the Yankees coming out tonight, so yeah, bro. I know this man. Whole new uh, season about to start today for the Yankees. Yeah, that's the Yankees for sure. A's, that's what I'm worried about. Then we got Jets-Eagles tomorrow. I'm, 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 I'm all right right now. I'm all right right now. This, this final rehearsal. Our boy Zach Wilson going up against uh, another defense. He uh, got torched. Apparently, we got torched again in the last joint practice with these boys. So uh, we we got we got some interesting times coming. It, it's not all bad because the Eagles have been the joint practice champions of 2021. Like, <laughs> Raise the banners. Let, let's put that one up at the link. The Eagles are the the joint practice champs, which means the Jets will blow the doors off of us tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> But let's get into this team, a whole new look for this Jets team, new quarterback, new coach. How are you guys feeling about, you know, this new era of Jets football? You mean this undefeated preseason Jets team? (laughs) (laughs) About to say, feeling pretty good. We're 2-0, you know, winning when it doesn't matter. Uh, It's funny that if we actually beat you guys, if we beat you guys tomorrow, which I feel like that, I don't know if we always beat you guys, but it feels like we do. We never beat you guys during the regular season, which is really annoying. But I don't think we yeah. just have never beaten the Eagles. We've never, never beaten the Eagles. And we're playing them this year, so it's not looking good. Yeah, we were. We're. I think we're nine and zero currently. I think we'd be about to. Hopefully, we're not ten and zero. That streak's got to end, man. That streak's got to end. Too much. It's too much. <laughs> but feeling pretty good, man. Zach Wilson looks pretty good. He seems to be fit into his role pretty well. Uh, the the major concerns are all the injuries, but. You know, it's a young team. I'm happy. I'm excited to see what uh, the young quarterback and some of the young weapons can do, such as Elijah Moore. Um, maybe even get some Braxton Barrios in there, even though he's seasoned. You know, he had a little, he had a little play, but we're ready to see what this SWAT, uh, one of our young SWAT players can do. So there, there's, there's stuff to be looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, the, the Jets – and the Eagles, it, it is like, you know, the, there's three constants in life. It's death, taxes, and the Eagles and Jets play in that final preseason game. It's, <laughs> yes, always, sure. it's always on the schedule. Um, you know, were you guys, you know, I don't know if the the final play of that game last year, John, was the result of you having no hair on your head. Um, <laughs> but were you guys disappointed that uh, you ended up winning that game and, and cost yourself Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, so, no, dude, this hair is from, mostly from the Knicks and the Jets for a bunch of years. (laughs) The only thing that kept this going was, like, the 09 Yankees, like, just, like, they held the little bit going. They like hit me right where it hurts there, John, the (laughs) 09 Yankees. That's all I had, dude. That's all I had. But, no, dude, so, actually, to be perfectly honest, Alex and I were – uh, during the season, especially on the Sam Darnold bandwagon, um, we realized he was in some sort of prison with with Adam Gase and whatever was going on with Greg Williams in the defense. Like, just it was like Jamal Adams saga. 
absolutely no offensive line. Josh Andrews, your boy, left guard. He was our starting left guard. Like, it was really tough out there, man. Uh, all we were doing was just staring at Mekhi Becton all day. Um, so we were kind of on, you know, Team Darnold. Let's not, like, you know, think think too ahead of ourselves. Once we once we lost that game uh, when we did the, the all-out blitz against the um, – was it against the Rams? No, the against, Raiders. Uh, against Raiders. Against Raiders. Raiders. We beat the Rams against the Raiders. I mean, that was the most unbelievable day ever. And the next game was the one where we absolutely smashed the Rams, which was ridiculous. So once we once we smashed the Rams, everyone on our side of the world was upset. And I mean, like, like the world was over because we won a game. And as much as... You know, it was disappointing because, like, we're college football fans. We like Trevor Lawrence. We've been watching him for a bunch of years. We knew who's going to come out for the last three years as a first pick. But, dude, like, I mean, when we were called inept and, like, asking the players, like, what's going on? Why are you winning games? What's happening? And, like, just, like, negative vibes around winning a game plus all the pundits that came out and basically were like, okay, now Trevor Lawrence has to, like, take master's classes so that he can avoid the New York Jets. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? You know what I mean? So, like, once all that happened, then, like, our attitude kind of just, like, that all that narrative kind of, like, just moved us on this, like, the Zach Wilson, like, bandwagon. And we had started having, like, some guests on, actually, that covered him in Utah and whatnot. Um, shout out to Jacob Hatch from uh, ESPN Utah and uh, Locked On utah and really like they kind of set us on straight and from then on we've been kind of we're just kind of on the bandwagon and i feel like you can relate you know as an eagles fan right now we know you got a new quarterback we're just we're just chilling like i know he's a second pick and i know there's stuff that comes with that but we are really just like it's all good like like people were freaking out about you want to talk about joint practice stuff our his literal first practice like his numbers were coming up by interceptions and everyone was on fire again like we really have to like pull it back, <laughs> like you know, like fifteen pages with Zach Wilson and just like enjoy the ride. So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and honestly Sam Darnold saga. Yeah, like to add on top of that, like as John pointed out, like we're on the Sam Darnold train. You know, that was it's like the ex girlfriend that you're just like can't get rid of. You're like, oh man, like I could see, I see everything that's good in you. How come you can't? We can do work it? on this. Yeah, can we can do work. better. Please, it can work. You just got to make these changes and, you know, stop throwing interceptions. But it sucked because for Sam Darnold, it wasn't really – it wasn't all his fault. You know, we didn't give him an offensive line last year. If you, you watch that, it was the worst thing I ever seen in my life. It was just – you know, we had decent tackles and then everything in the middle was just – it was just crap, utter crap. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if you could, I can curse on the oh, show. Well, but, let it fly. Woo-hoo! Love it. All right. So, yeah. It was just fucking bullshit with the offensive line <laughs> because it was just being funneled into Sam Darnold because you had you had Andrews covering Van Roten. It was just like they, there was no there was no stopping anybody that came down the middle, and it was just going straight to Sam Darnold. So it wasn't his fault. On top of that, you had Adam Gase, who was just what what can you not say about Adam Gase by how bad he is? I, um, I need to know like what information Adam Gase has locked away. From either Roger Goodell or somebody at the league office that he can get jobs. Peyton Manning. No, it's Peyton Manning. Because it is Peyton Manning unreal. Has, Peyton Manning has not only once but twice recommended this guy to be a head coach. One for so the that Dolphins, means Adam Gase one... is going to show up on the Manning broadcast on Monday Night Football. 
Not uh, only that, man. not only that, man. <laughs> Everyone's talking after that Hall of Fame speech by Peyton Manning, like, oh, Peyton Manning on his way to the commissioner, on his way to the NFL front office. It, it's what everyone needs to know. If Peyton Manning's in the front office, you better damn well be sure that Adam Gase is going to have a say in, like, NFL operations. So just, well, like, good lord. Peyton's going to get recommended. Peyton Manning's going to get recommended. Like the head of, like, the NFL PA or something. He's going to start ruining, like, contract. Like, who knows what that guy's going to do? We, I have no idea. But anyway, you, you have Adam Gase just running an offense and just creating the divide. You know, you have Greg Williams just strictly running the defense. Uh, Adam Gase strictly, <laughs> Adam Gase just strictly running the offense and doing the same thing. Like, how many memes do we need to see? See a halfback slip screen, uh, just like an out route, or just like halfback up the middle? You're like, are we playing Madden here? Or are we playing the NFL? Are we playing the NFL? So it was just everything that could go wrong for Sam Darnold went wrong for Sam Darnold. So you know, when John's talking about, did we were we upset losing or beating the Rams? I should say, <laughs> which was kind of like losing for for some Jets fans out there. Um, <laughs> And Jets, Jets fans, and Jets media, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were just saying, okay, cool. You know, Sam Darnold could get another year. You know, he could get a better head coach, work under somebody else. But we got the number two pick. So we knew that Zach Wilson, the hype around Zach Wilson started coming around in December. Um, you know, and at this point, I'm like cautiously optimistic just from what I've seen from, uh, from preseason. But I'm, I, you know, Whoever's wearing the green and white, I want you. I want them to do well. My thing is like, we didn't know where this guy was coming from because you know you look at BYU. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not Ohio State. It's not Florida. It's none of these major schools. You're not in the SEC. You're not in the Big Ten. So what are we getting? At North Dakota State University for the last four years. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to see another player from North Dakota State in an Eagles uniform. I feel you, man. I feel understandable. Um, But like you hear about this, then you see like the offensive line and how he had great protection in college. And so when you're starting to break down the film, you're like, okay, well, the Jets do not have anything close to a great offensive line. So he's not going to get the opportunity to pull out a lawn chair, just get out there and just chill. So there, that's where the expectation was. But now, you know, now that he's here in the green and white, we're seeing what he can do with his quick reads. He's getting a better command of the offense. You hear his pressers and you hear how he's just very mature, very confident in how he speaks and how he is just a leader. He sounds like a true leader. You hear all this. You hear all the good things, whether it's from Aaron Rodgers, just talking him up and saying that he likes his poise. Right. So, so I, for me, I'm cautiously optimistic in what he can bring to this team. Uh, I'm not off. I'm not on the Zach Wilson hate train that I would say that I was uh, getting to uh, when we first heard. Oh, the Jets are going to just choose this guy at number two, and I'm like, but why? Like, and uh, to be honest, like, I, I if we had to choose between Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, I was leaning more towards Justin Fields. But hey, Zach Wilson's here. You know, well, you know, like I said, cautiously optimistic is a, is a term that I'll use. I'll say the one the one thing that you can like take a nice deep breath is that Ohio State quarterbacks tend to not work out. I do think Justin Fields is the best one we've seen in a long time, but he's the the book is still very much open on whether or not that's, that's going to actually work out, especially being in Chicago with Matt Nagy. <laughs> Yeah, man. that's true. That's true. And then shout out to Jay Stevens who he had to break down Justin Fields in our podcast for uh, locked on. Uh, I guess it was locked on Ohio Buckeyes. State. The Buckeyes. Buckeyes just locked on Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, I asked him this question, and I think it's just more so of an Urban Meyer thing, who's who's now down in Jacksonville, and now get He's rid of Urban Meyer. Think, <laughs> yeah, I'm 
he's going he's going to make Trevor Lawrence into the next Andrew Luck and make him quit football by age 29. I mean, talk about talk about like be careful what you wish for. <clears throat> like you're upset about the Jets? There you go, man. Urban, Jags, Meyer, man. Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars. There you go, buddy. Enjoy. You want Travis Etienne? Actually... Here you go. Like I'll say, it's just tough, I'll... man. It's tough out there. I'll say this: If Tebow actually made the team, I, I that just would have said everything I needed to know about that team. <laughs> that walk out to the mailbox every morning for Urban has to be so awkward now, because <laughs> him and Tebow are neighbors. I know. That's so funny. Uh, man, that's great. Um, you know, even with Zach Wilson coming in, young rookie quarterback and everything, I think the Jets did a good job front office wise going out getting weapons. Corey Davis was the the premier wide receiver uh, that you guys brought in. How are you feeling about him? And on the flip side, it seems like Denzel Mims kind of like on the outside looking in. What's the vibe about Denzel Mims at this point? You know, young in his career as well, but kind of, you know, fighting for a roster spot. But before we get into that, before we get into that, can I ask you, what do you think of Zach Wilson? Like, what's the outside? What's the outside view of him? So... Being traumatized by a small school, okay. Uh, you go so you're in, out on Trey Lance, too. I think Trey Lance wound up in the best possible scenario for himself because okay. he's with Kyle Shanahan. Okay, um, <clears throat> Zach Wilson is one of those guys that, like, I want to see him prove it to me at the NFL level. Like, sure, BYU, great, you know, college type offense. It's gonna, you put anybody in there. They're probably going to find success just because it's so pass heavy. Um, but I want to see him do it at the pro level. It's a tough division that he's going to have to, you know, navigate through with the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. But I, I'm caught like you guys said. I'm cautiously optimistic about what Zach Wilson's going to be able to bring to the table. Will he be like a top ten quarterback? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But if he can, you know, make his way through and be a an average to above average quarterback, I think he can you know, survive in the AFC East. And I think he can put up some numbers. My th- so just to top that off and then we can move on to uh, the wider series. My, my not comp, but my career trajectory for him is like a Matt Ryan type level. I can see that. Yeah. I see yeah. like a Matt Ryan, like a, a, a more mobile, like Joe Flacco, like that type of guy who can get the ball down the field, has good vision. And it's all about just like who's in front of him, protecting him, and what weapons are around them. Like, if you can put, you know, a premier wide receiver for Zach Wilson to just get the ball out to, I think he can have a lot of success. I think he's a product of his environment. If you can put the right pieces around him, he'll find success. And since you spoke about, and since you spoke about wide receiver, I guess now we can get into Corey Davis as a a weapon. Well, I love Corey Davis. (laughs) Yeah. How can he not? He's like an actual good dude too. I'm a big fan. I wanted the Eagles to draft him when he was coming out of college. I was about to say, he was a beast in college. He was a beast in the NFL, no matter who's next to him, no matter who's thrown to him, honestly. Yeah, I like Corey Davis just because of his size. He's a strong wide receiver. You know, he 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 gets good enough separation. He's not blazing fast, but I think it was like 240. 240 as a wide receiver is like brolic just to be carrying dudes. And he can block, so, you know, and he can – when you're running at like a 10 yard out and you have some like a cornerback trying to drag you down and usually your corner is not anywhere close to 240, um, that's usually good so, <laughs> good on the end of the <laughs> wide receiver. So I like Corey Davis. Short hands, good catch radius, can dive for the ball. 
Um, we'll go up and go get it too. Not afraid of the contact. I'm really excited to have someone like Corey Davis on the team. And, you know, it's not just him, but like everyone else that we've added on the team is just, and who we have on this team is, is really exciting. Me personally, my, my favorite guy is Elijah Moore. I think that guy's going to be a transcendent talent. Uh, I preach about this to John enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, we finally have weapons, right? Um, I'll start off with, uh, you know, your, your second prong of your question, uh, Denzel Mims. Okay. He, if you look through the Jets history of second round picks, it's absolutely disgusting besides Marcus May. And then the next one down is like David Harris. Okay. Like literally. And we draft the second round pick almost every year. Like, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's bad out there. Okay. So. Already there, there's like a vested interest with the team for for having him come and, you know, contribute. Last year, we're just going to throw that out. This mm-hmm. year, he started out with a stomach virus, but the, the team didn't address that. So he lost a bunch of weight. Uh, it didn't address that to the media, excuse me. So he lost a bunch of weight, and he was playing with the second and third stringers, and that ripple, th- that ripple affected through the entire media. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Denzel Mims, he's playing with players around the bubble. So that means that he's on the bubble. You know, I mean, it's a perfectly reasonable you know, assumption to make. Once the news came out and once you saw the tone of the Jets and how he's doing well, how he's progressing in camp, how he's honestly getting his name called in the games. And almost every single day, uh, there was at least one remark from one of the coaches, at least, uh, whether it was Salah or it was LaFleur. Uh, about oh look Denzel Mims had reps today no one's asking like sort of like jab back you know or like I love that or like would come back and Salah would just uh one day came back and he literally started the press conference was Mim you know Mims uh played you know was with the start side no guys are gonna ask me about that like you know just like so just like they're they're kind of uh playing with that a little bit but when you look at the I mean how the Jets I guess, wide receivers in general, they have Corey Davis, like you said. The only player behind him that can do anything close to or at least ask for a player to do anything close that he does is Denzel Mims. Everybody else, we have Crowder who, you know, likes to hang out in the slot. We have Elijah Moore who they say can hang out outside, but he's tiny. He already has hamstring issues, a groin issue. Like, it's going to take time. He's probably going to be in the slot. We have Berrios, another slot guy, Keelan Cole. I mean, he could be on, you know, he could be on the outside, but also like likes to play in the middle. So that's really where the jets are, are going to, are going to be like, you know, occupying that middle ground of the field. And you keep bringing up uh, Shanahan and that's why we're so excited, right? Like you bring up green Bay, you bring up Shanahan, you bring up the 49ers. Like that's what this team is assembled from, from the assistants, to now the, the the top coaches, they're all from that same exact system, all the way back to Salah, back to the Lions, Seattle. They're all together, you know, all throughout this process. So that we're 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 excited about these weapons, but we like here's 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 the reality check. Okay, we have a, we're having Mackay Becton is it has a, a plantar fascia. He's not going to be 100 percent this year, but he's fine. He's going to play through it. Okay. But our left guard, AVT, who we just drafted, he's on and off. We have Dan Feeney there. Not great in pass protection. Okay. Our right, we're going to, if Mikai Becton's out, we flip Font out there to the left. We have Moses out on the right. We can't pass protect very well. So that, so, I mean, as you've seen it from the, the, your champion joint practices, Eagles, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're killing us. And, and it wasn't just you guys, it was Green Bay too. They're getting to the quarterback. And so 
the reality is we're going to be a run-heavy offense. We're going to be that, you know, that Coleman, which we have, Coleman, you know, Mostart, um, Abrita, like that type of – Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're running with, right? We literally have we literally have Coleman. We got Michael Carter, the rookie. We got P. Ryan. I like Michael Carter a lot too. Yeah, we got Ty Johnson. Like that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be running wide zones, mostly to the left, because hopefully those are our guys are going to be healthy. We're going to be blocking. We're going to be running short routes, trying to get those short third downs. Maybe running some play action. So it's not going to be pretty, man. It's really not going to be pretty on offense. Um, we're just going to be like it's going to be like a slow, you know, build, and it's it's going to depend on mostly our defense, dude. Our defense is looking tough. We're going to be giving up a lot of points. It looks like. So if that happens, you know, that's not going to allow us to run that wide zone offense and, you know, run it small. So, uh, honestly, the Jets, everyone is talking about the offense, but the Jets are going to live and die by their defense. Whatever whatever tempo they set, that's exactly what Zach Wilson is going to do. He's not going to walk in here and change everything. He's not going to, like, come in here and we're down and stuff. He's going to come in here and explode, right? Like he's Or, or if we're, like, playing, like, a meaningless game, he's not going to come out here and, like, you know, murder teams. Like he's gonna whatever the defense is doing, those are the captains. Whatever they do, that's the head coach. He's gonna kind of mimic off that. That's that's how I believe, you know, this offense is gonna go. So as exciting as it is, you know, those are our you know our first three picks. And then we got the quarterback and hey, rookie of the year. Like I, I get it all, but it's gonna we're gonna be it's gonna be ugly. We're gonna have ugly NFL football. It's exciting though, but it's gonna be ugly. It's good. I'm expecting a lot of shootouts because our defense with the loss of God Carl Lawson. You know, <laughs> oh my God, with Gerard Davis going down, our front seven is what we what we used, we were talking about at the beginning, like during off season that you know we were gonna have to rely on our front seven. The secondary is gonna be it's gonna be it's bleak, all right. Outside of Marcus May, you know, who's our who's our MVP of the Jets last season, right? One of the best safeties in the league. We can't just rely on him. We got West Austin, Bryce Hall, like. Not really. Lamar Jackson, scary, Isaiah Lamar, Dunn, not really rookies. We got not rookies. not not not, not scary corners that you're looking at. You got Ashton Davis, who's been MIA. So we got Lamarcus <laughs> Joyner, who's got to step up. So he's injured. Our secondary is going to be bleak. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the front seven. But now with these injuries too, you know, and losing Carl Loss is probably the biggest thing. And even though they've been mentioning like the Jets are in you know conversation for a pass rusher, Yo, and now we have our now we have our offense. Our line that's just like it's hit with Elijah Barry Tucker going down, right? It's not – we have Mekhi Becton who, you know, he threw up. We're not, we're not sure what's going on with him. I, we're pretty sure he's going to be back. They think it, is, it was more of like a, cut, a concussion issue. Um, so he should be back for, for week one at least. But, you know, we can't have Dan Feeney out there. And if that's it, you know, we're going to try to run. Run's not going to be that effective. So I, I'm going to see – we're going to see because if our defense can't stop a nosebleed, uh, that means we're going to have to keep up with all those points. So Zach Wilson might have to be throwing a lot, a lot of passes that he wasn't necessarily expected to do. So it should be it should be very interesting this season for sure. <laughs> Yo, speaking of pass rusher, what's going on with Barnett? Is he that bad? Is he as bad as everyone's freaking out? Because I liked him in college, and we need a pass rusher, and he'll be free. But everyone's freaking out. <laughs> I I am in the Derek Barnett hive. Okay. I love Derek Barnett. He's okay. part of one of the most iconic plays in Eagles history, so yep. he gets a free pass there. <laughs> I, I think Derek Barnett is just so ridiculed because he was a first-round pick. He's yep. not like the flashy defensive end that's going out, getting sacks, and, and making plays on every single play. Mm -hmm. But I like what he brings to the table. I like him in this defensive end rotation that the Eagles have. And 
I mean, there's a reason they picked up his fifth year option. Like you don't just, if, if you were done with him, I feel like the Eagles would have just let him walk. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get the, the hate that a lot of Eagles fans have for Derek Barnett. I think, yeah. I think he's a very solid football player. Was he probably picked a little early? Sure. Yeah. But I think he gets a ton of his criticism because he was picked 14th overall and he went right before hometown hero Hassan Reddick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so basically if that's us rolling down our wire, that the, the, the that for some reason the Jets are trading for him, we shouldn't freak out like everyone is freaking no, out. No, I, I think Derek okay. Barnett's a, a very good football player. And I okay. think if it if it's Still with the Eagles, fantastic. If he goes somewhere else, I think whoever gonna he gets, he he's going to be a very good. kind of guy. He could be. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited for change of coaching scenery mm. for him with a new mm. defensive staff to see what he ends up doing. Being in Jim Schwartz's defense is tough. Like every player that has talked about Jim Schwartz's defense, past or present, has said it is a very difficult defense to learn because he's mm. so ingrained in like the old school way of the NFL. He's been around the block a long time and it's a, it's a veteran savvy defense. You have to be like a student of the game to understand every single detail of a Jim Schwartz defense. So I'm excited to see what a new coaching staff does for Derek Barnett and what it does for most of the defense that has been up and down the last couple of years for the, since the Super Bowl year. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. What do you, uh, I mean, it, it broke my heart to read the news about Vinnie Curry the other Dude, day. Tough. He is, I, I love Vinnie Curry. Like yeah. he is, he's an ultimate gamer. Like he's a big team guy. I love big team guys. Um, you know, I was reading tweets from reporters that were at practice the other day. He's still out there, you know, yelling at Eagles players <laughs> yeah. during practice. How much of a bummer was it to see that Vinny Curry's going to be out for the year for this team? Because he's a, he's one of those veteran like presence guys that might not light up the stat sheet, but in a rotation situation and and being a, a veteran leader who's been there, done that before, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, I feel like he would have been such a valuable piece on the defensive line for the Jets. Absolutely, and you talked about it, right? That Super Bowl veteran presence. So he's already know what it's like to win at the highest level. He's been part of like one of the best teams to go do it, even even if you were led by Nick Foles and every all the injuries that you see him come around. So he brings what? He understands adjustments. Like how do you adjust? How do you stay focused when you lose someone big during a during a, se- a long season, right? He also understands, all right, how do you come in every single day and how to prepare? He's also that, like you talked about, that veteran leadership in the locker room. Those are the type of guys that, you know, may not get the, as you talked about, stat sheets or get the rah-rah from the fan base. But just if you know, if you follow it, any team close and you understand what these guys bring, right, you know how important these guys are into the locker room. So losing him, it's sad. You know, we want him to, we wish him well. We want him to come back. We hope he's back in the green and white next season that he can bring that contribution to this team. But it's rough, man. I could, I could, I could pair losing him to someone like Jericho Cotri, like someone who's just like, 
sound, stable, solid veteran. You know, he's not – he may rah-rah you sometimes, but his actions in the locker room and on the field and during the practice is what brings that – that sets that tone for the team. So losing him, it's rough, man. But, you know, if he's just around, you know, if he, whenever he can be around the team, of, of course he has to step, stay back and go take care of his body first. But just losing that is just – Losing that type of person in the locker room, it, it you're losing immense value, serious immense value. So it's sad, but John and I like we, we both want him to, we both wish him well. Hope he's back on the team next year because that's that's what you want. Yeah, I mean it's bittersweet, right? Like it's really cool that they found a rare blood disease, you know, because because all because he has to do a physical in July because he was like this quiet signing, right? And they found it and they kept it on the low this whole time, right? And, like nobody knew what was going on with Vinnie Curry. It was just like, all right, he's coming back from some injury. We're like, okay, sounds good. Turned out he needed his spleen removed. Now he's on blood thinners, uh, but he could still come back next year. So, and ironically, it was, I mean, he was added in July, right? Quietly. And he was also announced quietly after Carl Lawson. So it was almost like it was like a blimp. You know what I mean? Like, and there's this weird energy now, I feel, because of Carl Lawson, where it's, I mean, it's already established, like, completely now that it's not about this year for the Jets. So if you have Vinny Curry around, you know, building it up for next year and he's still around, you know, you have Carl Lawson building it up for next year. I mean, you have Gerard Davis kind of like – I mean, this was supposed to be a year for him to get a contract, right? So, like, he's going to be coming second half, probably stay here, you know, next year. So we have all these guys coming back already for next year, so – it's kind of cool that these guys are all veterans because like my fear is that a young, that happens to a young guy, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm happy that uh, these guys are around the team and they're like Carl Lawson's from his hospital bed, you know, tweeting, let's go. You know what I mean? Like I'm ready, you know, stuff like that. Um, getting around the team. I, I know that sounds ridiculous, uh, but I remember um, I, I think it was an NBA team uh, talking about how um, players in rehab that would stay around. It would make such a difference than if you're just home, like rehabbing, mm-hmm. and then you come back. Uh, I know it's kind of not plausible uh, with COVID and stuff uh, to be traveling and whatnot, but um, I I assume that those players are going to have that same impact. So it, it, it's okay. I, well, the problem is now, man, is we we have no edge. Like we literally do not have an edge rusher at all. Like we have uh, Zuniga. Uh, that's about that's about all I have to say about that. Um, <laughs> and, and, and like, and now, and now we need another linebacker, right? Like, even CJ Mosley's out of position now. So we have, we're we're riding with two linebackers who are uh, rookies. Linebackers uh, safeties convert to linebackers. We moved CJ Mosley out. We have no edge rusher. Uh, we, we have your boy guys. John Franklin Myers. Don't worry. We got Jack Franklin Myers on the right. Uh, like, and then we have Q Will, and you know, a little bit of Rankins. Hopefully, he comes back. But I don't know. It, we're gonna we're gonna miss Vinny Curry's definitely play on the field, but it's almost because we didn't have him. It's like we're not missing him too much, but we are definitely now. It gives us this whole vibe about next year. You know what I mean? Super Bowl presence, Carl Lawson. Everyone's coming back next year. We're like now it's time to create. And I mean, I want to get in. I want to get into uh, the Eagles because I think we kind of have the same mentality, man. Because I really do think we're just gonna we're, like this makes us all go in on the same page like even if zach wilson has a bad year like we go sick we go you know six and you know six and eleven it's okay you know what i mean it's all good 
we're like playing with so, we're playing with house money, and I feel like you guys are on that too for like the first time. And we've I've never played with house money for the Jets. I mean, who am, yeah, who are I who can't are even we? Remember who are we to play with house money? You know what I mean? And so I feel like for the first time we are, and it's a weird spot to be in. And I know you guys are usually not in that in that you know spot too. We're in the same headspace. It feels weird, and it feels kind of. Feels kind of like gross too because we're playing each other this week. We'll play each other in the regular season. We're supposed to be these like rivals, but I feel like we're riding together on this same trajectory. Yeah, it's super weird because we were just talking about this on our our main show last night, me and my co-host, where it's like this season just feels like a free hit. Like it's it's like one of those things where you sign up for a sports book and it's like, oh, your first deposit, you get a free bet. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. what it feels like with this Eagles team this year. It's like whatever happens happens and it's fine because one it's a new coaching staff it's the first full year of Jalen Hurts under center a whole lot of new pieces on this team sure there's a bunch of veterans from the Super Bowl team but like those are core guys that like you want to see them retire as Eagles whether it's Brandon Graham Lane Johnson Jason Kelsey like those type of like franchise altering players that like they're gonna be here no matter what but like you want to see a bunch of these new guys now now that pieces like Alshon Jeffrey are gone now that pieces like Jason Peters are gone. Like you, you appreciate what they did for you, but at some point it was like, okay, when are we going to move on from them? Because they're just, they're literally taking up space on this roster and preventing some of these young guys from getting an opportunity to play. Like anytime Jason Peters was out there, are you subtweeting Zach Ertz right now? No, I'm very, <laughs> okay, I am okay, in the, okay. the very weird minority that is very happy blonde Zach Ertz is here. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I, I I never understood like oh let's trade Zach Ertz like what are we doing like he's so close to like breaking the franchise record for like receiving yards like <laughs> calm down like all these like Buffalo Bills fans and like Buffalo media like oh I didn't know Zach Ertz was playing like get the fuck out of here like you're not getting Zach Ertz um, I don't want Zach Ertz in that COVID den in Buffalo anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot take. That's why they get, they're gonna they're gonna lose some games because of that. But that's oh, a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. It's the, that's uh, gotta be so weird with Josh Allen there, like as your quarterback, and you have Cole Beasley just uh, you know stirring the pot a little bit. Up him there. and Isaiah McKenzie just like well, <laughs> oh they they got me. It's like, it's, it's like no, buddy, you got yourself. I know um, that team. But yeah, like, I like I'm super excited to finally see like the young guns on this team Jalen Hurts passing to like theoretically an entire rookie receiving core whether it's mm. Devontae Smith Jalen Rager coming in after kind of a lost rookie season uh Quez Watkins has been lighting up the preseason and I'm very excited to see what he does in the regular season and then you have Travis Fulgham who's finally out of the shadow of Alshon Jeffrey and when he got an opportunity to play last year he he balled out as like that big physical 50-50 ball receiver so I'm excited for the weapons that are around Jalen Hurts, like obviously Miles Sanders is still here. I want to see him take that next step to be in that pantheon of like those elite, like versatile running backs. Um, you still have Boston Scott here. Jordan Howard's still here. Like there's weapons around Jalen Hurts that like he doesn't have to like do everything. And I think that's what excites me about him too, is like he can kind of just sit back, play his game, show off his talents, whether it's throwing the ball, using his legs, and there's zero pressure on him to really perform outside of the stupid shadow of the Deshaun Watson <laughs> nonsense that I swear if that happens, <laughs> it, it will not be pretty in Philadelphia. I'll just say that. 
Well, then if you get Deshaun Watson, right, like if, if Philly did get Deshaun Watson, you just raise your expectations of what you got to do this season and next season too. Instead of having, you know, being in the 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 the, the same frame as like the Jets playing with house money, right, where you don't have to worry like how you do this season. You can just develop those young guys. But I still think it, it feels that way if for some reason they trade for Deshaun Watson, which I think would be a mistake just because of all the legal ramifications that that anvil could fall at any time. Mm -hmm. And then if he's, if he's gone off your team, whether he's with Houston or whether he's with a team that they end up trading him to that backup Mm -hmm. quarterback's going to have to play for you the rest of the season or until, you know, whenever. And and then you're stuck with a guy who's you're paying him to not be there. I, I just want to avoid that situation as much as possible. And it's like, is is Jalen Hurts as talented as Deshaun Watson? One, we don't know mm-hmm. because we have, we saw what four games of him, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of similar things that Deshaun Watson does. He's got a big arm that can get the ball down the field. He can use his legs to move and and spread outside of the pocket. I I'm very intrigued with the prospect that Jalen Hurts is in the NFL, and like the fact that he has so many like doubters just blows my mind. He's he's <laughs> one of the in, in the last you know decade or so he's one of the most electric college quarterbacks played at two pristine college football schools and succeeded at both i just don't understand like the the hesitancy and like the negativity around jalen hurts at all i'm very excited to see what he does plus he changed his number to number one like that's a power move and a half like jersey and jersey analytics test is through the roof i like that (laughs) also miles sanders a beast man i love miles sanders like that draft, everybody was hyping up Josh Jacobs, and I was like, I was in that that very small minority that was like, I would rather have Miles Sanders than Josh Jacobs, and people called me crazy. They yeah, were like, yeah. that's insane like to, to even say, and you look at it now, and it's like, their NFL careers, I'd rather have Miles Sanders than Easily. Josh Jacobs right now. Like, he's such hands an Eagles. He's so, you, were, you were saying you were looking for that new Eagles running back. He is such an Eagles running back. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like the prototypical to me. But if I Eagles hear one back. time this year that he backed up Saquon Barkley at Penn State, I'm going to lose my mind. The, that doesn't uh, even ring over here. That doesn't that doesn't even that doesn't even come all the way. It is state line crazy. Uh Miles Sanders is a guy that like he's very good, like talented, can mm-hmm. can move the ball if he's in space. I just want to see him take that next step because when he was coming out of Penn State, I said He's got the the way he runs is eerily similar to Pittsburgh Steelers Le'Veon Bell. Like he uses that that mm. vision stutter step before he hits the hole, and if he embraces that, I think he can be one of the most dynamic running backs in the NFL. And then if he also develops the ability to catch the ball on third down, I mean, he already showed that he can catch the ball. It's not even that he's too far off from that. I think he's a very versatile back. Just from what you want, I think he's a top ten running back in the NFL. He's not. He's not your. He's not your between the tack. He's not your between the tackle guy. But you know, you don't necessarily need a guy who can just keep pounding it. And if we see Mm -hmm. how the league's been moving this way, like sure, your Todd Gurley is. You had your Devonta Freeman, so you can push up the middle. Le'Veon Bell can push up the middle. But really, like, how long do you have those belt cups? Alex, that doesn't I just don't want to hear that name. Relax, man. Relax. Relax. There's no bad vibes with Le'Veon. We didn't. Well, well, what? Who cares? Like, what are you talking about? There's what? So many bad vibes with Le'Veon. Oh Bell. man, on the on the face of Adam Gase, the man came through. He got overpaid. He got paid. Look, he got paid by Mac. Mac overpaid him. Whatever. He moved on. There's oh. no. There's no animosity. He should not be named. 
<laughs> over dramatic, over dramatic on that. But anyway, no. When I, we, back to Miles Sanders, like you don't need him to be that in between, like that in between the tackles, like put up the one two hole. It doesn't matter like that, you know. We so Jordan Howard's here it, for. <laughs> exactly, that is what Jordan Howard is there for. Which is wild to think that Jordan Howard is only twenty six years old. It's even wild to think that the Bears just let Howard go because I feel like he was just totally. So do you guys know the story of of the Jordan Howard trade? No. No. So that trade happened. Howie Roseman was at a Sixers, I think, playoff game, sitting courtside. Pulled the trade off courtside at a Sixers game. Wow. (laughs) That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. That's a big power. That's a power. You want to talk about power move? That's a power move. Forget changing your number to number one. (laughs) Making a trade while you're at a game is a power move. Facts. I had a Sixers playoff game to your own hometown playoff. Yeah, game. just sitting courtside. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you had, oh. it, was he sitting? Was he sitting next uh, to Meek Mill? If he was probably doing that, was. Then, <laughs> he was probably sitting oh next to Michael God. Rubin. Hell, Robert Kraft might have been there. Like he was like, "Yo, play that, play, play nightmares, man. I want to hear that right now. I'm gonna make this trade right now, right now. Play nightmares. We're getting run that down. music. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But no, I, I like how Miles Sanders play. I, that was another guy I had on as a fantasy. Uh, player mind so i like the way he plays he's he's got a good long career man i i think he's gonna take that i think he's gonna take that step this uh this season yeah i'm super excited about like his trajectory especially like now with jalen hurts i think he's a perfect complement like running back wise with like the speed factor he can get outside you can use him in the screen game and he'll be able to take his speed to the outside like you said he doesn't have to run between the tackles and the way the nfl is you don't necessarily need your running back to always be going between the tackles to uh to pick up yards. So like, I'm totally okay with that. Plus, you know, the way the Eagles operate and have operated, I wouldn't be shocked if it continues that way. Like just using multiple running backs, depending on the situation, you know, you have four running backs here. You're going to end up using at least three or four of them in a game. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how the NFL has changed, right? What, like what, even though John doesn't want me to mention that guy's name, uh, Throw him in there. Throw Todd Gurley in there. Throw Devonta Freeman in there. Throw all these running backs that got massively paid, right? And that were three down belts. And then cows. fell off. And then and then fell off. Ezekiel Elliott. What do you? Ezekiel. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking about dreaming now over we're here. Spicy. Yeah, now we're spicy. Now we're, now we're talking about dreaming over here. here. Right. Had a down year last year. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's wishful not, thinking. You better hope you have a down year this year too. Yeah, I'm about to say like <laughs> that. That's a legit. That's a legit running back because he can do it all. He doesn't even need to go between the tackles. I mean, also he has a great offensive line, so he didn't even have to take that much damage so far, unlike other players. So, but no, it's like as you were saying, Kyle. Like that's how the that's how the game has changed, right? We're seeing it more pass pass friendly. Get guys in the open space. I think they understand that they're trying to get fantasy football engaged too, so they know they, yeah. they know they know what's up. They know what's up. Um. And look, that's why we're excited for the Jets too, right? Because we got we got a plethora of running backs on our end. You know, we got Michael Carter, we got Tevin Coleman, we got we got well, Michael Piran. We got all these guys back there that were getting ready to to run through. Even Ty Johnson. So we got we got a four headed. I won't say a four headed monster, but we do have a four headed backfield, and that will be utilized. So I think that's how teams are just going to continue to operate. You don't need to worry about having. We're not going to have a Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes anymore. We're not going to have uh, was it Jamal Eddie anymore? Oh, was it Jamal Lewis? Jamal mm-hmm. Lewis anymore? So those guys are far are way gone. They're in the past. We're not going to see an Eladanian uh, Tomlinson. I don't know, man. So. Derrick Henry is just chilling. 
Derrick Henry is like the one. Derrick <laughs> Henry is like the last one. Let's let's be real. Like how he started off, it was not pretty how he started his career off. He's now like transformed season, to be this. Every season, yeah. honestly, he starts off bad. Yeah, but two seasons ago is like when he really made that shine. You're like, whoa! Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry came here to play today. Okay. Because it's always been Ohio State quarterbacks don't make it in the NFL, and Alabama, Alabama running backs. Running never backs. Make it. Yep. yep. But Mark oh Ingram God. and Derrick Henry have have broken that mold. Yes, Mark Ingram's Najee on Harris the, has something to say about it. Yeah, I think Najee's going to be good. Yeah. It's, he ended up in the perfect place. Like, yeah, the Steelers just know how to cultivate skill position players like no other team in the NFL, and it's and the perfect disgusting. year. The perfect Big Ben's about to run it six hundred fifty times. Does not care. Yeah, <laughs> he's like you're yeah. you're eighteen. <laughs> I'm a hundred. Like this is how take the ball. <laughs> Nick Nick Saban is like, all right. I saw what we did with Eddie Lacy. I saw what we did with Trent Richardson. That ain't happening anymore. We're gonna give you some of these <laughs> decent running backs going out there. Don't worry. Roethlisberger's gonna have to get Tommy John again from just handing the ball <laughs> off. <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, I'd be I'd be foolish not to ask you guys. How do you feel about Joe Douglas running this team? came from philadelphia there's that connection there uh how have you felt about the joe douglas era of jets football so far confident i think um confident is probably the best the best word you know it hasn't been all like everything's perfect and i would i'd be one of the first guys and to tell you that it hasn't always been perfect i think when you look at the ryan griffin signing his first truth like signing as a tight end he's hasn't panned out you know I don't. I didn't necessarily agree with how he handled the Jamal Adams situation. Yes, I know another guy who he who shall not be named. I get it, John. All right. No, he's yeah, fine. He could stay. He 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 gives a bunch of stuff. He would have okay. been a perfect linebacker for you guys. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> all that all that crying too. Yo, he is about to fight the NFLPA to get a, a linebacker designation on that franchise tag. Like that validates everything for me. Yeah, hilarious. But you know, I didn't want. I didn't like. Um, so what, Jamal Adams, I didn't like how we didn't re-sign Robbie Anderson to give Sam Donald some familiarity in the offense. Like I said, Ryan Griffin. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. I think there's times where he's a little too hesitant to pull a trigger on some things, but for the most part, I think he we we see how he's going to handle and how he's going to run this team. Mostly through the draft is how he wants to build, uh, and he'll splurge on you know the high quality signings for the high quality primo positions. You know, Carl Lawson, defensive end. He's going to spend that second round pick on getting a quarterback. He's going to he's going he's doing. He's doing his due diligence and he's also staying true to his vision. It's not, there's no wavering. It's not all over the place and it's not slapping like crazy price tags over the place, just trying to mend through free agency, which we had through Mike Tannenbaum, which we saw through McCagnan. 
So it's refreshing. I understand, like, like I said, I like what he's doing. So, you know, it's been, I'd say, if I had to give it like a, a grade, I'd probably give him like a B plus for what he's done so far. Um, just because A is like everything would have had to be like perfect down the line. And that's just, that's one unrealistic, but two for like what he's done and what he had to come into. Uh, like, especially halfway through the season when you had McCagnan here who went through free agency, who went through the draft, and then you have to work with the remains. I think he's done a really good job so far and getting like steadying this ship. But I know yeah. John's like uh, I know John's like the the he's no like, it's just ridiculous, we, 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 dude. How crazy is that? How who in their right mind hires a, the, the GM after the draft? Like it's just ridiculous. Like you know what I mean? Like when you say it out loud, it actually it like still boils my blood. Like what and hired and hired and hired by and hired by the coach who then got fired by the guy who said, "Hey, bring this guy in." That, that head coach, that head coach was the GM for a month. Like none of it makes any sense, yo. Oh my god. And yeah, how? Comes, how I just want to know how did that exit meeting went where it's like, Adam, thanks for bringing me in here, but I got to let you go now. Thanks for getting me the six-year contract, but you suck. Please don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, I want to, I want to know how that conversation went. Well, well I mean, to be fair, the, the Jets stuck to their uh, philosophy and they don't fire coaches in season. So mm-hmm. I guess that was like the favor they did. And I guess that's what – that's what it comes down to for Joe Douglas for me. Like, he's, he's going to stick to his plan, like Alex said. Um, it's been pretty clear. And even though he makes mistakes, like he admitted the Robbie Anderson mistake. He admitted the Ryan Kalil mistake too. Like we paid him $8 million to literally give us the worst center play I've ever seen in my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, oh, my bad. I just shouldn't have came out of retirement. And then Joe Douglas is my bad. I shouldn't have signed him. But like you learn, you know what I'm saying? That was like his first big thing. He thought he could plug it in. He got all this, you know, all the money. He's like, oh, I, I could do this. Who cares? Um, and it didn't work out. Ryan Griffin. He's still on the team, but probably not the best signing, you know, and it's just the trust, man. Like when he's maneuvering all through that draft, like up and down the fourth round or, you know, moving up for Elijah or like, you know, the Jamal Adams stuff. We could like sit on the Jamal Adams thing for a second because I mean, like the only bad blood we have for Jamal Adams is like the day before he got cut, he like came out and had a think piece. With you know the the writer that we all dislike <laughs> about how that's much a, that, that, if you want to talk like, about a guy who, who who shall not be named <laughs> yeah, that like, guy yeah so that's not like animosity out of nowhere like you know the Bell one's kind of like facetious like this one this guy like wrote a book basically like Keyshawn Johnson just like less took less time um, but we got actually a lot from him and then all of a sudden we start already maneuvering those picks around and like moving up for Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, skipping on some offensive linemen with uh, injury issues that already have injury issues. Everyone was, you know, yelling about that from the beat writers all the way down to the fans. So there's this level of trust that we have with him. Is it because, you know, of what he did in Philly? I don't know. I mean, he just had hype reviews everywhere. Like I don't really equate the, the, the championship to him, the Super Bowl, you know, to Joe Douglas. But I feel like he was just there and he saw how it should work. And, like, that for me is enough, right? And how he's been carrying himself since, the fact that he has this offensive line mentality, the fact that he hires a Robert Salah, the fact that he hires I, – I, I don't want to say the, – the fact that he kept Brent Boyer, honestly, the art special teams guy, kind of meant a lot to me. So if you just start changing everything up, 
like it, it, it's gonna it, the, like the the system is gonna is, is not, you have to keep the foundation you know what i mean like you can't just walk in there and swindle the whole thing and as you said like he came in a year and a half ago in the middle so this is really like he's just trying to get you know to see how things go and special teams has really been our strong point and the fact that he kept brand boyer and he's like a rah-rah guy uh, and and it's just one of these things that the Jets have always had consistent, like their special teams coach. So just it's cool that he kept that going. I think it's cool that he made the decision on Sam Darnold. I like completely trust him. Like if we kept Sam Darnold, I would have been like, yo, we're good with Sam Darnold. Like if we if we if we got Zach Wilson, like yo, we are good with Zach Wilson. Like I am hundred percent good. Like whoever we bring in for edge rusher slash linebacker, I'm not gonna be set on because he just ha- doesn't have that pedigree yet for me like he, his in-season you know like trades is just not pan out they're kind of whatever so like no matter who he brings in i'm not gonna be like yo this guy's gonna kill it whatever but when he drafts somebody up top like when he when he makes a draft pick like hamza or sherwood like in the fourth fifth round i'm hyped because like i i seen those tapes like so like i i see what he saw after the fact of course um and you know brandon eccles uh so i i definitely trust him from the draft standpoint uh, from the trading draft pick standpoint, from the negotiating, and his o- ability to admit mistakes, like Robbie Anderson, which is important in any friendship, any job, any anything. Uh, but his ability to pick up like these late free late free agents and like these late <laughs> like late trades, I I don't know. I'm still I'm still, he still kind of has to uh, improve on that. But what can he do? And- and then, and then to even add on to Joe Douglas, I think the, the the fact that he even came from like the Raven, the Baltimore Ravens, like team and the Bears, Ozzy and the Bears, but being with Ozzy, you know, yeah. down at, in Baltimore, really, you know, you see that methodical, that plan, that just sticking to it, the confidence. So it just it, it adds into that because it's nothing like we have like John Idzik who comes from Seattle and you know the <laughs> thought process, the thought process there is like. Oh, these guys are able to find guys late round. These guys are able to, you know, get these guys on the cheap. These guys are able to just scout like to know what to to to, to ends earth. But we got him from like the financial part, not really like a scouting department. And so ha- bringing that in, you don't really there's no connection in like he knows how to build a team and just understands like how do you scout, how do you find players, how do you go about free agency. And instead, he was just worried more so about the books and finding everyone on the cheap and we saw what happened when we did that we have <laughs> we have freaking what's that kid's name from georgia tech is your wide receiver talk about second round picks that were bust uh oh, devin smith from ohio no. state no 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 georgia tech hill steven uh was it was it hill oh steven hill oh man yeah, dude hill. what are you doing to me <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought it was Steve. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll bring up it, Mike Nugent right now if you don't stop. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> how dare uh, you? Are you are you guys uh, thrilled that Woody Johnson's back from his uh, four year vacation Thank in Ireland? God. <laughs> if anything, you know, I joke like we. So we're, since we're also Knicks fans, like we get to hear the brunt of like ownership how bad ownership is blah, blah 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 and it's like it goes with goes with the jets too where you hear how bad ownership is and blah 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 blah, blah. and i was like all right i get how i get woody uh let's see what chris can do some new blood in here after four years of chris johnson i'm like yo please woody come back man like woody i will never talk bad about <laughs> you again please come home woody now woody's home tweeting every single day no. saying i'm like showing that he's hyped for the game i'm like 
He's Steve like Cohen. Uh, Steve Cohen. Yeah, I was gonna say he's Steve like, Cohen. Cohen yeah, for like the Mets. I'm like, all right, this guy gets it, man. He he knows what he knows what he needs to do to get me hyped up. I don't want to fall for it, but you're doing a good job. <laughs> so true. And he got us that London game. He I'll did. Be I'll be there. I'll be in London week four against the nice. trash Atlanta Falcons. So we should definitely win that game. So I'm hyped about that. Thank you, Woody. He's gonna be chilling there. He's gonna be chilling. So That's hard. truly what he was there for for four years. Was negotiating the the <laughs> London game, <laughs> yeah, bringing his friends over. He's gonna be like, "Oh, look at my cool friends. This is where I used to work." Like, he's gonna... hello, lads. Welcome to my welcome to my greatest career accomplishment. We're here in London. Hey guys, did you know that a pint is actually twenty ounces over here and not sixteen? Profit. That's a Woody Johnson joke. <laughs> Have you tried the fish and chips? They're so bland. <laughs> like my comedy. <laughs> now, I got to ask, too, because you brought up Robbie Anderson, Sam Darnold, obviously. Uh, is your guy's new NFC team, is the et cetera in your podcast name going to stand for the Carolina Panthers? No. Oh, no. And they got Frankie Louvu, too. Oh. <laughs> and they have. Oh man, and they also and they have uh, Matt Rule too, who's the yeah. head coach that was supposed to be for. Not really, um, you know. Wish Sam Darnold the best. Uh, hope he doesn't beat us week one, but uh, you know, wish him the best. I are you gonna I miss using that- the Sam Darnold video, like pointing to the screen, you know, out indefinitely oh, mononucleosis. With, with mononucleosis. Oh my god! Dude. The that fact that there is that a website, bro. That I was about to say, and the ghost oh, one. My oh god, man. Dude. The fact that there's a website to generate the the mono video <laughs> meme is the greatest invention of all time. So actually, since we're bringing since we're bringing this up, I actually so every year, so John and I like to do this with our friends. We, every year we like to go travel and go watch a Jets game like in a different area. So the year he actually had mono was the year that we decided to go to Philly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're out here in Philly and I love telling the story. We're out here in Philly. I'm just like, all right, like we planned, like we planned this when the schedule came out. So we're like, guys, is it too late to, to change? <laughs> like we're going to watch Trevor. Si- and like we're texting. Oh, it's Trevor <laughs> Simeon. And so here, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> because you think it was Trevor Simeon. It was like, so we saw what was it? it was Jets versus Browns uh, Thursday night football. And we're text- I'm texting my buddies. I'm like, are we actually going to watch Trevor Simeon play? And then he gets injured that night. I was like, are we actually going to have to watch Luke Falk play? And That's then, like, right. Get- I do remember and- that game. That and was then- the highlight of that right? season. The Broncos Thursday? No, 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 no. That was last season with uh, oh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, no. It was, it was, it was, we, we had Trevor Simeon going against uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes, it was that yes, show. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Luke Falk. So, Luke Falk. Yeah. How could I forget? So, so here we go. Backs. So here we go. So, uh, man. So we go out We go out to Philly. And, like, we're getting breakfast before we get down, you know, trying to take the subway, go to, to, to Lincoln. And uh, we meet this couple who's outside waiting to get seated with us. And, like, and they see us, like, wearing our Jets gear. And they're like, oh, you're Jets fans. Well, we, we're staying at the Westin where, uh, where the team's staying. So we got to see, you know, Le'Veon Bell. We got to see your head coach. We got to see uh, – we got to see everybody. And um, – I gotta tell you who we who we did saw. We were shocked that we shocked that we met him, and we were in the elevator and we saw this guy. He was dressed like he was an athletic trainer. We're asking him, "Oh, so what do you do for the Jets? Are you an athletic trainer? You do this?" The guy gives like a big sigh, and he's like, "I'm the quarterback." <laughs> <laughs> and so they're telling us like, "Oh yeah, Luke Falk. He's he's like you guys are bigger than him. Like he doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. He's very small." It was like. 
Like, and this guy's wife was like, yeah, my wife's bigger than him. I was like, oh man, bro. Like we're really doing this. We're really doing this right now. I was wow. like, we have to travel and go watch this. Then we get there. The fact that we could <laughs> throw more than five to 10 yards, man, was rough. And he, I befriended every single like Philly fan near me. Like we did. Like it's I a got, good time. It was a good time. Like they were like everyone's talking to me, like saying, "Hey, yo, what are you doing for like this? Is not, okay? This game's not important." Like, yeah, like, this game's not important, man. What are you doing for fantasy? I was like, "Okay, this." Like people were just buy, trying to buy me beer. I was like, "Look, man, it is okay. It is okay." We, and then we were leaving, and then we got the like Philly fans are like known for being ruthless, like ruthless. Right. But we're, but we left and we got the pity booze. Like guys were just chilling, like on the set smoking a cigarette. Like boo! <laughs> I was like, I was like, just get me. Make home, you feel something. I don't need this. Feel something, bro. I was like, just just get me home. I don't need this. I don't need pity booze. I don't need pity beer. I don't need, like. What are we doing here, man? What are we doing? Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's so it's so funny because I, I I was at the Philly Knicks game that first uh, game back after COVID and we lost that game in the end I just like I walked out of there same thing I was so sad like with my jerseys like walking down everyone's like oh yeah I was like yeah yeah, yeah. just like walking down yeah. like down just like leave me alone like yeah <laughs> nobody talk to me please yeah, please like, no one talk to me get my car and get out of this lot like that's all I want to do Luke Falk man what a game. <laughs> that that again we like revenge this year revenge this year you coming to MetLife? uh so i might be okay working on some things you guys have i do have to say this it just jogged my memory you have one of the best in arena hosts at MetLife this year for the jets chuck lot i can mm. get you in contact with him to get him on the podcast he mm. is one of the best dudes you will ever meet he is electric he's gonna have MetLife rocking all Deal. year long. Deal. Let's do that. Let's I'm do high. it, man. That's, yeah, that's MetLife awesome. is my Mel, I've been living at MetLife, dude. I was, I've already been living yeah, John at MetLife. John doesn't live at home. He lives at Madison Square Garden. He lives at MetLife. He lives at Yankee Stadium. He doesn't With the even know cat what the looks Kevin like. Harlan uh, called his touchdown. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Man. Tough. Oh, okay. You know, actually, I w- actually went to my first. So the, the preseason game was Jets-Giants, but it was Giants. So it was blue. I'm like looking around everywhere. I'm just like, where am I right now? Like, like what's happening? This like, is an alternate universe. Yeah, it's like everyone's in blue. Like everyone's old too. Like they just have like an older demographic. I'm just like, yo, what is happening? This is what goes on here. Like, you know, uh, the Giants are gross. The uh, I think we could. I think we could relate there. Yes, we can definitely relate there. It's the final preseason game. Nobody cares about the preseason. So I got to ask you guys this. Instead of talking about the game, who do you who are guys you're watching in this game from a Jets perspective that you're looking for them to come out and, and try to crack this roster fighting for, you know, some of those final roster spots and who's somebody that, you know, if they don't show up, they might not be here come that cut down to 53. Definitely watching um, Jamie and Sherwood to see how he fits into the linebacker situation since uh, Gerard Davis is down. Um, He's definitely one I'm looking at. Uh, 
you know, just looking at our cornerback situation, see who we got behind Wes Austin and Bryce Hall, see if Michael Carter can get some get some shine and see if he can uh if he can improve throughout the season. Um I guess on offense, like just looking at the running back running back rotation, also looking at Michael Carter, looking at everybody else, we'll get Michael Pirine, see who who is not necessarily going to crack the roster, but who may be making impact this season. And you know, there's not really I don't know. I, for me, it's not. There's not a lot because it's very bare. So it's more like, will we be surprised, right? At this point, will we be surprised with somebody to make that leap to make the roster? You know, the 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 goal is to hope for you get someone like a, a Victor Cruz that just pops out and just is just outstanding during preseason and joins the roster. That's few and far between. But at this point, it's not necessarily are we ready because we lost a lot of our key guys and we're kind of down. So we want to save most of those guys. But I don't really think that there's anything. I guess if you did want to say there was one thing to look out for, it's our backup quarterback position because that is also bleak. So, Mike yeah, White, I was just James looking Morgan. at your depth chart and yeah. I was like, who are these guys? These are like the most <laughs> generic. These are the guys that like when you're playing Madden and it's like 2032 because you simulated all the way through. Dude, they're like the sixth round quarterbacks that are like, you need a quarterback on your roster to play behind your superstar. Draft Mike White. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or James or James Morgan. James Morgan. Or Josh Josh Johnson. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I know. It is, it is bleak, man. So if you want to talk about who we're watching, I guess we're watching the quarterback because you're watching Nick Mullins, is what you're saying. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, like, well, if we talk about from the quarterback position, Nick Mullins, he's coming. So he's gonna take our number two spot. So we're def- that's what we're gonna be watching from the Eagles side for sure. Uh, I, I I think Alex hit it on the head with the linebackers, 44 and 45. Uh, Sherwood and Hamza. Hamza was going to start anyway. But now Sherwood is going to be, the uh, I guess, the will. And Mosley's going to be the Mike. We got to see how 44 and 45 do. Those are going to be really important for us. Um, our cornerbacks, bless Austin, uh, 31. He was sat out last week with personal reasons. But he's going to be our CB2. Bryce Hall is our CB1. Our, our nickels are set. We're really fighting for – you're talking about getting cut. I don't think any cornerbacks are getting cut. <laughs> We're keeping all <laughs> those bad boys. But for the wide receivers, we actually do have some uh, cut candidates. Uh, 14, DJ Montgomery, probably going to not make it. And I think there's a, a slight competition here between uh, number 15 and number 16. So pretty easy for us, right? 14, 15, 16. Uh, <laughs> 15, Lawrence Cager, one of my favorite guys from Georgia. What a name. Dude, Lawrence – not only that, like when you see him – like you're just like wow, like you look like Calvin Johnson. Like what is happening like here? If, he, if, if there's just, no, like, if, if he makes the Madden, team, if he makes the team, and you guys don't call him Luke Cage, there's a problem. Oh, I like that. Is that some merch like, coming? All right, that 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 one that one's free. The next one it'll cost you. Deal, but deal. if he makes the team. You gotta, you guys gotta coin the Luke Cage nickname for him. I, I'm pretty sure I lead. I'm like the president of the Lawrence. You are Cage the you are part of the Lawrence Cage or Hive. I don't know. <laughs> no, like, I'm is, okay with that. The, the Hive is very, very bleak. It is John and I don't know some guy That's off the it. street who's just John and Lawrence Cage. <laughs> I, like, no, I don't I even like think Lawrence Cage's Ca- tweets. It's just me and him. I, 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 I don't think he's Lawrence only- Cager's even in that hive. <laughs> Lawrence Cager only follows you on Twitter. <laughs> he's like, he's like, good morning, world. I'm like, good morning. What up? <laughs> good morning, John. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my followers? Hi, John. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, the, the names, I guess, like Jeff Smith, 
uh, and Lawrence Cager, like those are going to be wide receivers. I'm going to be have my eye on Isaiah Dunn, uh, cornerback. I hope Brandon Eccles plays. That'd be cool. If not, I want to see what Michael Carter does. Other than that, we do have some kick returner, punt returner uh, competition. Uh, our kicker, Matt Amendola, has been on, coming on the map. He just beat out someone. We're going to be watching that. So just like we, stuff like that, but really our linebackers, like that's our – like our D-line, we're not too worried. About, I know. I know we haven't had an edge rusher since John Abraham. You don't have to tell me. I, like, I know. I, I know that Carl Lawson's hurt with an Achilles. I know. But I'm just not worried about our D-line for some odd, weird reason. Like, I just – We've never had a pass rush. What the hell am I? What am I like? What am, I'm not, that's why. I'm not, so that's why it's so funny. It's like when Connor Hughes was like, "The Jets will have to experience life without Carl Lawson." I was like, "I never got to experience life with Carl." <laughs> what are we doing here? We don't. We never had a um, pass rusher. Also, our sa- our safety is kind of bleak too with uh, Lamarcus Joyner hurt. So look out for that too. Our secondary is so bad, dude. Like we were statistically the worst team against tight ends. Keep that in your notes for uh, for some fantasy streamers. Nice. Like last year, literally the worst. And now Stop we have it. Two, Stop it. Two, oh. now, we, now we have two rookies. <sighs> and we have a tough safety. Our cornerbacks are bleak. And now our pass rush is, you know, quote, unquote, gone. So I, I thought I, I thought know. he was about to talk that, about like, that's what's I thought you were about to talk about that Raiders game, man. I thought we had to mention the Raiders game where he really put us. I don't want to mention us... the Raiders game. I don't want to mention the Raiders bad, game. Man. We're going to have that more was... Raiders games this year, dude. That was bad. We're playing John Smith and Hunter Henry week two. Like, nobody's talking about that yet, but it's going to be a tough time. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll work the bandit off. KB, we, when we had Darren Waller come up to MetLife, the man went close to 200 yards receiving yards against uh, the New York Jets. So And two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. He is the walrus. Cuckoo, yeah, kachoo. Ooh, I do – they, I, I do like that show. I do like that fantasy. I do like the fantasy footballers. Fantasy footballers man. are great. That is classic. They're great. They're what are we watching yeah. on the Eagles side, man? What are you excited about for the Eagles? I'm I'm hoping we get more of just like getting a chance to see some of these wide receivers play. I don't want to see Jalen Hurts play in this game. I know he's played only 10 snaps in the preseason. I don't care. Like, just let him rest. Going? How long are you guys going for? I think we're going for the first half. Our I Maybe think it might half. be the first half for some of them, depending on who they end up playing. Um, but I'd rather just see Joe Flacco, Nick Mullins play this game because Jalen Hurts won. Oh, he was supposed to start last game and then has to get rushed to the hospital, like checking on his appendix and everything, stomach issues. So like just mm. leave him out, let him get ready for the regular season, uh, treat him like a quarterback number one, like do the damn thing there. Um I'm I'm intrigued by like our offensive line depth, which is weird to say that like over the last two years, we've built up like incredible offensive line depth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there there's guys that I want to like Andre Dillard is number one. Like if he's not playing in this game, like I, I can't wait for him to be gone too. like. I'm just so sick of like Andre Dillard being like propped up as this number like first round pick. But like he's one of the softest guys I've ever seen. Like he he just doesn't compete. He He goes down to competition. And the fact that you have a former rugby player beating him out who got drafted in the seventh round is just like a dart throw. Let's see what we can get out of this guy type of pick. Like Jordan, my is going to be our starting left tackle this year. And I'm excited about that because I think he's going to be very good. But the fact that he's able to beat out Andre Dillard, who was a a former top prospect offensive lineman, and he's just never gotten it to click, let him play, see what happens and potentially, you know, market him on the, on the trade market and see what you can get back for him. That's something I'm watching for. 
And then I'm watching for the the secondary just depth. Like the starters this year, I know are going to be solid. You got Ryan McLeod coming back from injury, Anthony Harris coming in uh, from free agency, which I'm very excited about, especially since he's no longer with the uh, the crybaby Minnesota Vikings. Uh, <laughs> And then Darius Slay and Steven Nelson as your CB1, CB2s has me super excited. Is he going to have a comeback year? I think so. I I think. Because last year was whack. Last year, I think it was a little off. Like, he's he's a guy that I think is going to thrive being next to. Are you talking about Darius Slay or Steven Nelson? No, uh, Slay. Slay, I think think it was one of those things where he was just kind of like getting used to a new environment. And now he's got a new defense under him. I I think he's going to be back on track. And I think. Just that that stretch run that we had at the end of the year where just scheduling played a part in him getting decimated. Like you're playing against DK Metcalf, you're playing against DeAndre Hopkins, yep. and then you're playing against Amari Cooper back to back to back weeks with like yep. the season on the line. Any corner is gonna be under immense pressure. Like even Darrell Revis would in his prime would be under immense pressure of playing against those three guys back to back to back weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um so I'm excited for year two of Darius Slay, and then Steven Nelson opposite of him is yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. But I want to see the guys behind him, guys like Blake Countess, who is like in and out of here, like a, a New York City subway turnstile. Um, they love him and then they let him go. Uh, I'm excited for Kayvon Wallace. Uh, I want to see what he's able to do, potentially lock in that third safety job. And then uh, just seeing what the the secondary, because that's the the biggest issue is like our secondary over the past couple of years has been so bleak behind the starters that when the starters get injured, it's like we're throwing guys out there that you've never even heard of. And I'm just like, yeah what is the point? Like we're going to get forced here. Like if, if Marcus Epps sees primary playing time this year, I I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because that dude can't cover uh, a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. So, so, so you also have secondary issues where you're telling me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the start. There's a couple depth guys that are exciting, but like, I just want to see the full blown, like depth behind the starters going into the season perform and see what they can bring to the table and who's going to be here, who's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, because that's that's been one of our, our big Achilles heels is just the the secondary depth. And then the the running back, you know, the backup running back battle is going to be fun because there's like 16 running backs on this <laughs> roster. As always with the Eagles, man. <laughs> you know, we just you carry on Johnson. Like, yeah. it's, uh, you know, Miles Sanders is going to be here. Boston Scott's going to be here. I think Jordan Howard's going to be here. And then it's a battle between, you know, Elijah Holyfield, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, whole bunch. Of, I think Kenneth Gainwell's gonna, good, bro. I think Gainwell's going to lock in that spot, Dude, and I think he's he's going to he see the field to. a lot this year. Gainwell is really good. I actually, yeah. Gainwell is one of the running backs I had slated. Uh, I was yelling at uh, Alex about it, but I'm, I'm happy with Michael Carter. But I was yelling, I was yelling about uh, Gainwell for a long time mm-hmm. uh, this offseason. I'm excited about him. Nelson's an interesting one too. He was rumored to the Jets. We have like a lot of, uh, I guess, like I guess there's the a lot of overlap. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that stuff like it's finally starting to happen where we have like guys that teams actually care about and like philosophies like actually starting to you know mold through. But like it, uh, you know another thing like we're both six and a half games like that's what uh, Vegas has us at except for uh, <laughs> we're underdogs to go over. You're underdogs to go under. Under which yeah. is kind of uh, weird. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, what do you have there? What do you what do you, what do you think is going on with the six and a half with the Eagles? That's the like what do you got? I, I'm curious from the outside perspective too. I gotta look at your guys' schedule full with the Eagles okay, schedule. Okay. Like, yeah. it's so frustrating that we have such a difficult fourth place schedule this year. Like, we drew the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Got to get the 49ers in there. The Saints are in there. Like, 
it's a frustrating last place schedule um, coming in with just so much turnover for this. And I had them pegged at about like six, seven wins. Um, Is your Saints game uh, primetime? Our Saints game is. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know. It is a one o'clock game in November, Uh, so it probably could uh, get flexed to primetime. Depending on you know scheduling and everything, but the Saints have an interesting. I thought it was the Eagles. We, the Eagles uh, are prime time. I, I think I I think I've betted the Eagles wrong for the last like eleven years of my life. Like I don't think I've ever gotten the Eagles right ever, ever, ever. Not one game. We have the Buccaneers the in prime time on Thursday night football in a short okay. week. So oh, good. Thanks, good NFL Lord. schedule makers. Thank you. <laughs> Luckily, it's in Philadelphia, not Tampa. Well, like what I say about the the, the the NFC East is that it's a dog shit division in the sense that you never know who's going to win any year. It's just there has a not been a repeat winner. What? There has not been no. a repeat winner of the NFC East since the 2003-2004 Eagles. Uh, the, thing, the thing that went to go back to 2003-2004 just says a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, That's crazy. That is the last time there's been a repeat winner of the NFC East. But it's like who who's who. I don't even remember who won it last season. Was it who was it? Washington. They're gonna repeat. Yeah, it was Washington. No, they're not. No, I I wouldn't be shocked if they. I don't know. I I honestly don't. I would not be surprised if it's not. If it's someone. If it's something stupid. I I think it's magic, bro. It's either Washington or Dallas that wins in Dallas. It all depends on if Dak Prescott stays healthy. Yeah. Because the injury, like that, he's but coming he back, back from his stuff, is he, and is he back from his injury? Or because I know they were talking about complications with this, with he's uh, the back. Injury. He's not there. They juggle that they got, so they got much. Drone shots. Yeah, they they got to fly the drone <laughs> over the surgical table next. The uh, and like Dak coming back, like everybody talks about the Cowboys' offensive line being like this elite O line, like. It's not what it was like three, four no, years ago. A bunch of guys it's have not. retired. A bunch of guys mm-hmm. have left in free agency. A bunch of guys have gotten hurt and not been the same. So, like, yep. that O-line has not been what, like, everybody thinks in their head of, like, oh, the Cowboys have a great offensive line. That's why Ezekiel Elliott's so great. That's why Dak's been great. Like, there's a lot of new pieces on that O-line that if if they're not clicking, it, it could be dangerous for Dak coming off that injury. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, like honestly, don't even like I. We don't. None of us here really like the Giants, but I wouldn't even be surprised if like the Giants somehow whimsically put together like a was it nine and eight season. It's like oh look nine and eight. Yeah, I, that's where I have. They're like a nine and eight, eight and nine. Like wow, that's they're a dis- they're, they're an average football that team. Number guys, that's a disgusting record. Yeah, eight and nine. Yeah, it is for a disgusting team. Disgusting record. Oh, yeah, but that's like honestly, like, what? Won eight and nine and nine and eight. That's terrible. Dude, like that, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, what? Look at last year. It was nothing pretty. It was not. Yeah. yeah. We had, I mean, we <laughs> went four eleven and one last year. So like, it, it could always be worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I'm personally gonna take the dogs in both of those. I'm gonna take the over on the Jets, and on, I'll say it to your face. Right? I'm gonna take the under on the Eagles. I, not I, mad. I, yeah, I I think it's a tough our schedule's division. so tough. Like it's a tough division too, man. Like tough if division. You, if you win one game in the division this year, are you gonna be shocked? If you win two, are you no. gonna be shocked? Like can I just give a reminder for everyone? Like for last season too, why I, I think it could be like that. Like everyone's in play. Washington went to the playoffs with a seven to nine record. Yeah, like the Seattle Seahawks did when they had and Mark an XFL quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> but now they got now they got the beard, bro. Oh, give stop it! I don't even know Yo, who their backup is. I think we, it can, might be XFL boy. I don't know who their backup is either. Can we just be like be real? 
Like when Fitzmagic quotes was with us, ten and six, and I mean, couldn't pull it it's off. All about, it's all about the defense. I mean, they have they have the best unit in in. We the, had a good defense too. Yeah, and we. I mean, and we I mean, didn't do with Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic over there. I, mean, I can't even say. Ten, I don't even want to say his name. He, he won ten he games. Me. He won ten games. Exactly, ten games. All right, I think that's fine. I think you guys. <laughs> I think the Jets' first win will come against the Broncos. Oh my God! First of all, oh, wow. Taylor Hinkey is the is the backup. Okay. Also, our our first win's coming week one. I just want you to know. I I'm I'm like weirdly intrigued by the Panthers this year. Like, I don't know why. Like, they're one of those teams that like it wouldn't surprise me if they win like ten games, but it also wouldn't surprise me if they win like five. Yeah. I don't like that they didn't play Sam Darnold in the preseason. That makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. He's not a veteran, guys. So what's happening right now? If yeah, he, new if team. Sam Donald like was on the Jets, and we didn't play him in the preseason this year. I would have actually been going insane. <laughs> so like the fact that they're just not starting him, like I don't know. Are they just gonna give the ball to CMC every play? Is that gonna work? Probably. So like you know what I mean. So, like, <laughs> I you know what I'm saying? Like, like so I don't know. He's also coming. Like, you're like, are you just gonna give the ball to Christian McCaffrey? Actually, yeah, that could actually work. Yeah, that could actually work. So that, like, he, he might sneak off some games, but I don't know. I, I I don't really. I think it's gonna take them longer than Week One. I do think they're gonna hit a stride, though. I do. I really do. Uh, At least you guys have the Texans and Jaguars on your schedule. Do we better murder the Jaguars? You better murder the that's, Texans. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, even care. Like, that's a game. Like, we'll see what happens. But like, we cannot lose to Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Like that. That's like there's a couple games here this year, man. Like our first game, right? We have Carolina. We cannot lose to that game. And then week two, it's going to be a tough one. You know, at home, home opener, Mac Jones probably versus Zach Wilson. All this stuff. That's gonna be a tough game. Like we we could we could lose that game, and then and then starts get like it gets heavy, you know. Like yeah, the schedule Broncos, gets heavy. Titans, Falcons, Patriots again. And at least you get the Bengals, who have no offensive line. The Bengals are gonna be one of the worst teams. Who do you? Oh, uh, let me ask you a random question. Uh, who do you think is gonna be like the the, the bottom three worst teams in the NFL this year? Uh, Texans uh-huh. for sure. With or without Deshaun Watson, like that yeah. team is just like a mish, like thirty six guys in free agency. Like, what are we doing? So our um, source, our source has him. Uh, like, we have Will Parkinson from Turn on the Jets. He's like our guy. He said that his source has Deshaun Watson going to the Dolphins. So just a just cool, yeah, cool. Great. Does that make you happy? I I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Texans for sure are going to be at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars, if they keep this coaching staff, I don't think are going to be great. <laughs> They're going to fire um, the staff. <laughs> I, if they if they don't fire their offensive coordinator by like week eight, I don't Who, know what. Did they already hire and fire someone? Yeah, the guy from uh, <laughs> the guy from Iowa who like got yeah. accused of like the the scandal with like all the weightlifting and stuff. Yeah, like, um, they, they already did that. <laughs> who else do I think is going to be really bad this year? It wouldn't shock me if the Giants are bad. I don't know if they'll be bottom three bad. Um, I just think they're getting way too much hype for like what is on that roster. Like, yeah. there's nothing on that defense that excites me whatsoever about the Giants. And sure, he signed Kenny Galladay to a massive contract, but like, can Daniel Jones throw him the ball? Who knows? I could throw the other team the ball. He might trip and fall eighty yards. Down the field. <laughs> He's definitely gonna fumble. Um. But yeah, I think the Texans are definitely at the bottom. The Bengals are definitely at the bottom. The Jaguars, um, those are your three. The Jaguars. All right, I think I think I have the same three. Alex, do you have anyone to add to that? 
I think take oh is it Jaguars? I got Bengals, Jaguars. Houston. I got Houston. I'm gonna put Broncos down there. I think the Broncos. I was about to say yes, bad. yes. Number four is my Broncos. That's why I brought that up because you brought up the Jets' first win. I think the Broncos are gonna be like bottom of the bottom of the barrel. I actually it's think so uh, weird because they have much, so much talent. As much as much as I don't want to see like Trevor Lawrence like do well with Urban Meyer, and more so it's Urban Meyer than Trevor Lawrence. It's um, I just think there's a little too much talent in Lawrence to like lose more games than the, what the Broncos can lose. It's yeah, so I, weird with the Broncos because they have so much talent on both sides of the ball. It's just they don't have a quarterback. It's, exactly. It's just you do – and we, you know what? We've seen it as a Jets. What happens when you just don't? So, like, that's – Yeah, I'm hoping to steal Von Miller. I'm hoping that's one of the guys that's on, the that's on like, the radar. Like a Von Miller, Trey Flowers, one of those guys that's on, like, a bad team that we could just steal. Hopefully Chandler Jones doesn't have a spot. Like, any one of these guys, you know? Something. something. I also think the Lions are going to be horrendous. Oh, I forgot about that. Like, I think they're just getting way too much hype because Motor City Dan Campbell is like (laughs) chomping kneecaps and and wearing bike helmets to practice. I don't think I don't I don't think I don't think Jared Goff is actually I don't think Jared Goff is uh that bad. He's He's not not good, good. but he's not that bad where he's gonna they're gonna be in the bottom. They definitely downgraded a quarterback though. They definitely yeah. did, but they're not going to be Broncos, you know, Texans, Bengals bad. Goff is – I mean, you can't – he made it to the Super Bowl. I think he's just average, and I think even with average, you can do something, personally. Three points in the Super Bowl, though. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> that was the most boring Super Bowl I ever watched. Oh, it was terrible, especially after the year before when it was yeah. like yeah. – it was pulling teeth. <laughs> points after points in the Eagles and Patriots, like yards after yards, yeah. like even all you know, fandom aside, that was one of the most entertaining Super Bowls we've had in for sure so long, for yeah. sure. And, and even what? afterwards, we had we had San Fran and Kansas City. That was interesting. Yeah, that was even great. Last, you know, even last, last well, last year was like man. Last year know. started off like okay, and then it was just like all right, this is over. Yeah, I turned it off. <laughs> I think the worst. I think the worst Super Bowl we've had I, that I can remember is Seattle. Uh, Denver and MetLife. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that, that was, was a bad one. It was cold. That one, that that one and, and Patriots Rams were two oh, of the yeah, worst yeah. I've. And the lead up was so great. Like the lead up, yeah. Man, you had you had you had Peyton Manning going against Tom Brady in in uh, in Mile High, and then you had the you had Russell Wilson going against. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, the San- yeah. the two stout defenses. Oh, the chain both- game. Was that the chain game? Yes. Yep. Oh. Yes. And you had, and that those teams were like, I like Michael Crash, exactly dude. matched. You had Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch. Wow. You had two mobile, strong arm quarterbacks. Then you had a stout defense. It was legitimately like the best thing to watch. That game was good. That was a good game. And then you get to the Super Bowl, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> no, so I just remember turning that thing on. I was like, all right, so. Uh, yeah, Fumble into over. the end zone. I think it was okay, over before cool. it started. It was over. It was over at the snap. First snap <laughs> of the game. All right. So last one I got for you guys. Since you are Knicks, Jets, etc., I have a fun prop bet for you. What what's what's going to happen more? More Jets wins this year, or more Evan Fournier game winning baskets this year? Ooh. Oh, Evan Fournier game-winning baskets. Give me that all day. What? How many game-winning yeah. baskets is Evan Fournier going to shoot, bro? Forget forget make. How many is he going to shoot? 
Dude. Three? Um, no. What are, you, what are you kidding? This is not a, This is going to be a more even. Oh, That's your $78 million man. You got a guy named Kemba Walker on the team. You forgot about a guy named Julius He's going to have, yeah. Yes, yes, Derek yes. Well, we saw – going to give the ball right, to Evan We saw – yeah, I'll give Evan Fournier some shots. How many shoot? Over six? He's going to make? Oh, I'm, I'm, it's I'm an 82-game season. How many do you think he's going to take? I'm going with Jets wins. How many – okay, how about this? How about this? How many Knicks game-winning shots do we have last year in total? I mean – Randall. Randall had a uh, Randall had a couple, but he was like the de facto. He was the de facto yeah. guy. Now, now there's more. There's more offensive power. There's more offensive power to go through. And as we saw, like even last season, Tibbs will like will even it up. He gave some to RJ to go get the game winning option. He gave it to Derrick Rose to give some game winning options. Julius Randall was like the de facto guy. I think Evan Fournier is good. I just think, don't I think just because game. just because we're gonna win. We're gonna win more games. That's why because. I think we're going 49. That's why. 49 Just don't wins. Google Evan Fournier's <laughs> last name. Uh, I know that was, so, that, that was so funny that he, uh, that, that, he came was out so that, that was so great, especially to Celtics cool. fans. That was fantastic. Hilarious. That was so cool. But I, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm looking through right now. I don't, I think, I mean, we definitely didn't have any buzzer beaters this year. I mean, the Knicks literally did not have a buzzer beater this year. Ben Simmons did. Your yeah, boy. It seems yeah, like an did. eon. It seems like eons ago. Versus Spurs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> May, yeah. yeah we I, I think I'm gonna go Jets wins. Yeah, dude. Come on. Evan Fournier. Psh. I mean, Evan Fournier is fine. Or I'm dude, happy. I just look at well, if if we get we gotta get some people back first before I can even feel that confident. <laughs> dude, the Jets We're gonna be in shootouts, man. We're gonna be in shootouts. Shootouts. The Jets are gonna win between Six and nine games, nice. If they okay, and like I think I think that's I think that's I agree with you one hundred percent. If they win ten games, throw them a Super Bowl party at one Jets drive. I don't even care if we make the playoffs. <laughs> if we win double digit, if they win ten games, that might be a wild card spot. Yeah, the playoff format. It it could be. It could, I mean, listen, man. If Buffalo it turns out to be a not real team because of COVID. The door opens. Uh, that, that's all I'm saying. Like the door opens to something. I don't know what. It, I don't know what we're opening to. <laughs> but the door is opening to something. Like, A date with the Patriots in the wild card game. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I am. Make, dude, what do you what do you think is going to go on with? I mean, uh, a lot, a lot, you know, last question. Just because I've been, I don't know. I've been on this Mac Jones. I watch a lot of college football, so I've been on this Mac Jones to New England train for about two years. I said either Mac Jones or Matt Ryan's going to end up in a Patriot uniform very soon. Ended up being uh, Mac Jones, so that makes me terrified. I am absolutely terrified of Mac Jones because I think yeah, they could just Thanos Brady. snap Brady leaving, and it's just like, oh, we're back to normal. Like I, I already, I already brought up this like scary nightmare scenario that we're gonna injure Cam Newton week two, and just well, I mean, Cam might Mac just Jones. Cam might just go get another COVID test somewhere else, and he'll be <laughs> out for five to ten days. I mean, he got his cash already; he's good to go. Doesn't need, doesn't need no NFL. He got, he got Bill's money. I feel uh, like Bill Bob. Belichick put a sign like "Go this way" to go get tested, <laughs> so that way he can start <laughs> Mac Jones. Probably. He's diabolical, bro. He's diabolical. I don't. Uh, uh, he's a menace. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> so, menace okay, is putting it politely. Where's Ben Simmons going? I need you to tell me. I need to know right now. My heart wants it to be Portland, so Dame is in Philly. Yeah. My gut tells me 
for some weird reason, like Sacramento. Okay. Which okay. I would hate unless it's for like De'Aaron Fox. You're getting De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Which That'd like be great. wouldn't be, be terrible, but it would also feel like underwhelming just because uh, nah, like really yeah i like darren fox man i yeah. i like him too i just he's another guy that like is still working on a shot and like <laughs> figuring it out and it's like the way the sixers have gone with guys that are still trying to figure out a shot <laughs> has not been great yeah but he's too he's too fast for you to you know, social distance uh, in the half court, like the, like what was going on with Ben Simmons. Like, and it's also and he, like, and, and honestly, but he also shoots. Like he actually shoots. Yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> like he will take jump ball. shot. He will actually <laughs> take a jump shot. He's not going to say, "Not today," but I'll do it. You know, during summer. Oh, I'll just, I'll just or pass some, or, it when or, I'm or, underneath or, the basket. Or, you know, he's he, he's <laughs> that was the steal. That was the steal. that was bad, man. That was bad. But he's that not going to be like Ben Simmons. Just He's not good. Ben Simmons uh, shooting, uh, you know, in uh, open gym during summer with uh, all of his boys. You know, taking a three against a Chinese league team in the preseason. Classic. Alex, where do you have Ben Simmons going? Just curious. I don't even know. Oh, Sacramento. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I have Golden State. I just don't oh, want yeah. to lose Tyrese Maxey. He is my baby. I love yeah. that kid. Yeah. I think I think it makes sense for. I love Maxey um, too. We had Maxey. I think and Bean. It, like we love those two guys coming out. Just like our podcast. I think, I think uh, for, I think for, um, I think for like Sacramento, it makes a lot of sense just to get the Aaron Fox and give it, give Ben over there. I mean, I saw some like idea, like their ideas were like Buddy Heald and like Marvin Bagley, but that wouldn't happen. It's going to be a Darren Fox. Like, because yeah. you just drafted Davion Mitchell. Like if you're the, the Sacramento, yeah. you're, you're legitimately like overlapping way too many positions and like, I don't see how you can keep Darren Fox. And I think you can also, you know, you can't have Darren Fox, even though everyone's like, well, we'd like to have Darren Fox and m- m- match him with Ben Simmons. That is two high paying guys on one team that in the West, like, what are we doing? They don't fit here? together either. Like, just, I don't like that just, pairing. Cause they both need the ball in their hand yeah. to, to work. So unless you're telling me Ben Simmons is playing power forward, like, and stretch five. <laughs> <laughs> His natural position. <laughs> stretch, stretch, stretch five without the stretch. <laughs> just a five. Spling yeah. Shaq. Yeah, um, I, I just don't want to lose Maxi. Like, no, Maxi, I don't think Maxi's. His, well, you his guys stealing you guys is like starting point guard. Yeah. Yeah, I like Maxi. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Kyra Lewis guy when the, the draft came around. Yeah. I really like how Kyra Lewis is playing. I like what he did down in New Orleans, too. So. Makes sense why they got rid of Lonzo Ball and let him walk, I should say, down there. And why they, they got rid of Bledsoe. They're like, yeah, we got something pretty good. Uh, we're going to go this direction. But I like Maxi. Maxi's, Maxi's a gamer, bro. Yeah, he is. He's a dog. He, that's the one thing, like, coming out of Kentucky, you're like, oh, is is that's the one thing I like about Kentucky players. Like, is the spotlight big? Yes. Can I play in it? Absolutely. And, and you he see barely Maxie played because play? it was a COVID year. Yep. But, you know, I'm – his shot, he's st- you want well. He actually also needs to work on a shot. He's not really a consistent, but he's not afraid shooter, to shoot, which is nice. But, he, but that's the thing. And neither is Darren Fox. They're both not afraid to shoot. Mm-hmm. But uh, Maxi is just he's a he's a legitimate gamer. Legitimate game. I just like I like yeah. guys who are like that. Who once the once the moment comes, you know, it's never like too Derek, big. Yeah, it's like a Derek Jeter type of thing. It's like once the once the light comes here, we're gonna show we're gonna step up and do it no matter what. So. I like that about him. I like Maxi. I think he's a good fit on uh yeah. on Philly. I think, I think he's gotta start 
How do you feel? The, okay. Love the uh, piece. I'll, last last one. Now I got a question because we're basketball. Doc Rivers, how do you feel about? Him? I'm indifferent. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. He's, he's uh, <laughs> he loves his backup centers. For <laughs> whatever reason, you know, you have the best center in the league. I don't know why you keep going to your backup centers. Dwight, uh, get out there. <laughs> it is, uh, and well, now it's Andre your Drummond. Center has no knee. Now it's but, Andre yeah. Drummond. Yeah, which which yeah. is just a hilarious signing from the uh, the 2018 Embiid tweets about so Andre funny. Drummond. So funny. Um, he's uh, a good fit though. He he plays yeah. exactly like Joel Embiid. Like, and he's so much younger than I like realized. Like Drummond yeah. feels like he's like forty seven, but he's like he looks, well, he, looks, he looks like he's like he looks like he should be like you know retiring. Embiid, but it's yeah, like, dude, you're twenty six. <laughs> him and Embiid could like straight up get AARP cards right now. No one would ask for ID. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, you got. Oh, it. and he fits in. He's got a beard too, so he all, it all works. <laughs> yep. It all works, yo. That Philly beard is legit, bro. I don't know what you guys do. I have a boy from Philly, and yo, that beard comes in like there is no. It's the water. no piece it's, of the face. It's that's the water. <laughs> the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Doc is he's Doc, you know, he's gonna he's gonna have his uh his flaws, but I think he gets the most out of his players. And uh you know, I think with Brett Brown, it was just time to move on. It was time for a change. And uh we'll see what Doc does year two. Uh, just hopefully it's not, you know, 20 minutes of Andre Drummond in games, but <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think it all depends on who's on this roster, you know, come training camp and everything. Mm-hmm. Pending big trade whatever like whatever happens that'll really like open up the doors and open up a lot of eyes to what doc's able to do with this roster yeah all right that that sounds about right (laughs) guys this will blast we're gonna have to do this again later this season when the eagles play the jets in the regular season uh let everybody know where they can follow you on social keep up to date with the podcast and everything and uh so we can fuel this philadelphia new york rivalry Well, you can follow uh, you can follow me, my personal Twitter at Stratocaster one hundred and one. Uh, think about sh- spelling Stratocaster, but just do it as Stratocaster. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow uh, the podcast, Nick Jets, etc. We're on uh, all streaming platforms. You can hit us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It sounds just what it is: Nick's comma Jets comma etc. Period. No one spells etc. That's just wild. Um, and we're on, like I said, all social media platforms. So you can find us on YouTube. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, we're, we're all over the place. And then if you want to find some stuff, I, I contribute for uh, uh, Nick's Fan TV, uh, senior editor over there. So you can find some of my written pieces over there as well. Yep. And just like follow us on on, on the Instagram. Like you can see right there, Nick Jets, et cetera, Jay Malika, um, Jet Press, uh, where fan sided, Daily Nick's. You find our podcast there. Um, Find it on the Jet Press. If you you know you're reading up on your stuff, you just throw on the podcast, listen to us, uh, yell about uh, Zach Wilson. So be good to go. And uh, if you're ever at MetLife, man, we gotta we gotta definitely uh, meet up for that Eagles Jets game. And hopefully it's uh, relevant for both of us. Yeah, we'll definitely have to link. We're gonna be yeah. freezing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's relevant. <laughs> it was a blast, guys. We'll definitely be doing it again later this season, the regular season, and. Uh, Best of luck to Zach Wilson on his SATs, and best of luck to uh, <laughs> best of luck to the Jets nice. this year. I like that. I like that. I like. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a, a sixteen hundred. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna wear his headband. Don't worry. 
Thank you guys for listening and checking out Eagles Enemies. The support for this show is the reason it sticks around year after year. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out our website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend, and subscribe 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 and leave a five-star rating and review to let us know how you're feeling about each and every eagles matchup throughout the season we hope you guys enjoy season four of eagles enemies presented by underground sports philadelphia and we'll catch you on the gridiron next week go birds (laughs) 